You are listening to the Teaching Little Brains podcast with Sarah Nicarak, episode 60. Hello, Teacher Brain. Thank you for joining me again or for the first time today. As always, I really appreciate your taking the time to be with me. It's been three weeks since my last episode. My apologies if you've been waiting with bated breath. <laughs> but since we last met, a few things have happened that have required my time and focus. So first, we had the end of school. Woohoo! Congratulations. You made it. Whether you did that with bells on or just barely by the skin of your teeth, you're here. And that's not nothing. So I hope that you do please actually take a real moment to celebrate all that you have accomplished this year. I know it may not feel like it, but there's so much that we can and should celebrate and acknowledge that we have overcome and worked through. And you know the brain benefits of celebrating. And if you don't, check out episode one of this podcast. The other thing that has kept me away just as I started putting research for last week's episode together, and I was trying to actually get a bit ahead, I was hit with some sort of, I think, allergic reaction. I, I still don't know what caused it or why, where it came from. I didn't really do anything out of the ordinary, aside from relax a bit, lesson learned. But I broke out from head to toe in this like extremely itchy rash that got progressively worse for about three days. So I ended up resorting to taking some antihistamine that knocked me out and soaking myself in oatmeal and calamine lotion. <laughs> so anyway, I was in no shape to record an episode that would be anywhere near coherent. So I'm feeling much better now. And so here we are. So now what? <laughs> well, actually, that is precisely what I wanted to talk to you about today. Do you believe in signs or nudges from the universe or God or whatever you might call it? Oprah calls them whispers from the universe. She says that, for example, when we have an idea or desire on our heart, first, we may hear it as a whisper. So for me, for example, it's helping as many humans as possible, especially the little brains in our lives, understand how their minds and emotions work so that they can tap into the power of their minds and hearts and implement these tools in real time and become confident, emotionally intelligent and resilient, compassionate beings. And Oprah says that when we ignore that little whisper, which we often do, we let the louder voice of our limiting beliefs and our aunt's automatic negative thoughts talk us out of those things, that the universe then starts speaking more loudly to us. And this is where we may start to get a little, like the term I like is nudges, or as Martha Beck refers to it, our intuition kicks in, right? It's those little synchronicities, which are sort of like coincidences, and they may seem like coincidences, but from the position that there are no coincidences, but rather hints that things are all lining up for us to make the thing that we want to happen, happen. We get more clues, or we see patterns that start showing up. So have you ever had the experience where like, you hear someone's name somewhere and then you hear it again from someone else and then maybe you have a dream about that person or you run into them somewhere. That's what I'm talking about. Those are synchronicities. And 
if somewhere along the line you felt compelled to reach out, like to take action on that and text or call them, that's what I refer to as a nudge. So it's kind of like a, hey, do something about this from the universe. And then when we ignore those things, especially the nudges, the universe then gives us a big old slap in the face. (laughs) And I was about to say that I've gotten pretty good at noticing and listening to the whispers nowadays because I've repeatedly found this to be true in my life since I've been paying attention to my thoughts and learning all this stuff. But now I wonder if my allergic reaction last week was a universal slap in the face and what it's connected to. I wonder what I missed. But for the most part, I have learned to pay attention to the whispers, the synchronicities, the repeated clues, to follow the nudges, because I don't particularly enjoy being slapped in the face by the universe. Last week was really not that fun at all. So anyway, what I've been noticing lately is this question, now what? And it has shown up like in those words in my life recently all over the place. Now, remember your reticular activating system, your brain's filter or bodyguard that only allows in that which aligns with what is already in there, the things that you already believe. It's why when you land yourself on crutches, you suddenly start noticing all the people on crutches or when you end up with an allergic reaction all over your body, you talk to so many people who say like, oh yeah, my sister has that or my my kid has that. Or when you set your sights on having a white Tesla SUV, you suddenly pass dozens of them on the road. Like, I'm not kidding you, dozens, like a day. It's why when I clued into the fact that I've heard those specific words, now what, a couple of times, I started hearing them everywhere. And at first it seemed like a natural one-off question in regards to next school year. I mean, if you're anything like me, Now that we've had 16 days of summer, (laughs) we start thinking of next year. And I think it's just an occupational hazard of being a teacher. You just, you can't turn that off. So especially coming out of a year and or two, like the ones we've just had, we're thinking forward. Now what? What do we do with what we've learned? And I have decided to take a leave of absence next year so that I can really put my energy and focus into this work and bringing it into schools and families, like coaching and supporting other coaches, schools, educators, and families in both implementing all of the things that I've been sharing here and more that I, that have impacted and transformed my life so that we can move forward as emotionally intelligent, compassionate, lit up, resilient humans who act from love. And so that we can feel that self-compassion and self-love from the inside and really understand that we are the artists or the creators or the architects of our lives and that we are the bosses of our brains and we are in control of what happens in our lives, that we create our realities. And that's just so been so transformative for me and I just want to share it with people so that they can also experience this like freedom of this work. So anyway, as people started finding out that I was taking a leave of absence, naturally they asked me, okay, Sarah, so now what? 
So then I heard it from one of my incredible mentors, Melanie Ann Lair, who was talking about it in relation to learning from and about our past. So recently, as truths are emerging and we're learning about what actually happened with residential schools in Canada and systemic racism and slavery and and all of those things, now what? What are we going to do now? And one of my dream dinner guests, you know, the people that you would invite to your dream dinner, if you could, if you could invite anybody, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is a quantum physics wizard and genius of a human. And you can look up his story. His personal story is incredible. And then his work is around quantifying and scientifically measuring like energy and the power of the mind and the brain body connection, because We just love our scientific data and we tend to sometimes only believe things that are quantifiable or scientifically proven. So he works on that and he has a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And that's kind of his driving mantra or or mission statement. Um, His teaching is largely around changing where you place your attention and energy because where you place your attention is where you place your energy and where your attention goes, your energy flows. You've heard that from me before as well. And if you keep your attention on the same people and conditions in your life, then you're viewing your life from the same level of mind and emotion and nothing will change. And we do this all the time unconsciously. Remember, our automated subconscious thoughts and beliefs, our default network, our emotional coding runs 80 to 95% of our daily decisions and actions. If you wake up in the morning and you start thinking consciously or not of the places you have to go, the people you have to see, the objects that you own in your known, familiar, material, physical reality, that's where your energy is going. And because you're focusing on those familiar physical objects and events, the things that you can, you know, use your senses, the tangible things that you can see, smell, taste, feel, and hear, again, consciously or not, your body then follows your mind. So you wake up, your mind has a thought of the toilet. When you have a thought of the toilet, your body moves to the toilet. Then when you have the thought of brushing your teeth, your body follows your mind to brush your teeth. And while you're brushing your teeth, you have a thought about the shower. When you have a thought about the shower, your body follows your mind to the shower, so on and so forth. So your body is always following your mind. And everything starts with a thought, remember. Our thoughts create our feelings which drive our actions to get our results. And so your body is following your mind. But if you're living in the same reality day in and day out, your body is following your mind to the known and the familiar. So in the context of moving forward from our past, getting bogged down by and stuck in the details of that past, so replaying all of the details and putting all of our focus on watching them and generating the emotions that come up that are associated with those events in keeping our focus and attention there that holds us back and keeps us stagnant in our action the only action we take is familiar action which hasn't worked out well so far and keeps us from making actual progress 
we get distracted by the words that are used, like in the news or the reports, for instance, when people say you should or you shouldn't or the us and the them and the details and the tactics and the politics, because I think we all know that some of it, of course, is calculated and perpetuated by the people in power in order to hold on to that power. Stunting progress serves them. So some of it is that. And the problem is, if you're driving all your attention and energy to the things outside of you, your cell phone, your car, money, the news, your friends, your clothes, all the things in your outer reality, not only are you driving energy away from you, leaving yourself very little of it to focus on your inner world, your thoughts and feelings, which is what actually creates something new, but because you're focusing on the known, all of those people, um, places, and objects are known to you, you're creating more of the familiar, more of the known. You're repeating the past. And the stronger the emotion you have to a person, place, or thing, which again is known, therefore, from the past, the more you're going to place your attention on the cause of that emotion, that person, place, or thing, the more firmly you're going to tether yourself to that person, place, or thing, and the more you reinforce that neural pathway in your brain connecting to it. And by doing that, you give your power over to it. So we need to shift our focus to now what? Moving forward, what are we going to do? How are we going to proceed differently? So if your body follows your mind to a known experience, then Dr. Joe Dispenza asks, can we get our body to follow our mind to an unknown experience, something unfamiliar? In short, yes. <laughs> By investing our attention and energy in a new future, one that is different from the familiar repeated past, and revisiting and reinforcing that vision every day, coupled with an elevated, or as I like to view it, an expanded emotion, because remember that learning and automation happens when you combine information and emotion, thoughts and emotion over time. So then you automate that thought or, or vision of that new future that you want to have and you get excited about it. Your body then can follow your mind to that new future just like it followed your mind to the shower every morning. Because remember, everything starts with a thought and your brain does not know the difference between your actual physical reality and the things that you show it vividly over and over in your mind. Everything you have, use, want, buy, wonder at was first a thought in someone's mind. Cell phones, space travel, indoor plumbing, coffee makers, toilet paper, all started with an idea in somebody's brain. So cool. So which do you think is going to drive you and drive you faster to your desired future? Waking up and connecting to the feeling of unhappiness, pain, fear, futility, most of which are connected to events and experience and people from your past and therefore siphon your energy out of the present moment and into the past? 
Or you wake up and connect yourselves to feelings of worry, anxiety, or stress about who you have to see, where you have to go, and what you have to do that day, which is siphoning your energy into the predictable future. Or waking up and connecting to your vision and emotion of your desired future. Tapping into emotions of gratitude, excitement, love, curiosity, wonder. The moment you move your attention and energy away from the familiar people, places, and objects and the emotions entwined with them, you open your life back up to possibility. So what is your desired future? What's your heart telling you? What is the universe whispering in your ear? Speaking of desired futures, this question of now what came up again a few days ago from my tapping coach, Sarah Longoria, who's been on the podcast before, episode 27. And she shared that she was reflecting on all the things that she has had set out to do with her business and that she's essentially accomplished all of that or most of it. And so is had started asking herself, now what? And Sarah is a big dreamer. She creates a vision of a world that she wants and she follows the nudges. She listens to the whispers and she takes the action. So she just released her new branding and her mission or vision. It's called Hey You Human, H-E-Y-U Human. And It is, of course, super incredible and inspiring. She wants to be kind of the target of personal development world, making it more accessible to all humans. And then again, on the last day of school, my amazing and generous team came over to my house for a bit of celebration, and they gave me the greatest present, a Central Perk Lego kit. It was so fun to build. I don't know who these geniuses are who plan these things and then they build them and then they create the, like the instructions are like next level is brilliant. And it was so fun. And so as we were building it, Zoe and I, we would get to the next page of the instructions or the next batch of pieces. And Zoe would be like, okay, now what? (laughs) Those words again. Um, one of my friends dropped off her kids at summer camp for the day after being in lockdown with them for the, for months and months. And she got in the car on the drive home and was like, now what do I do? (laughs) Julia Black and I from Lights On have been discussing the now what around Lights On. So as I said, so as I said, when I notice these things, like a repeated phrase or message or like exact words, I pay attention And as Dr. Joe recommends, I direct my energy and attention inward and I ask myself, how is this happening for me? What am I, quote unquote, supposed to do with this information? I tap on it to decode the clues. I meditate on it sometimes because I believe the universe always has my back and that things are happening for me. And I just have to follow the clues and decipher the message. So... Now what? What I came up with was that I think my universal nudge is to get into action, to actually get the ball rolling, so to speak, with my coaching and programs, like actually explicitly make real offers to people like you, for example. I've shared my mission over and over. I've talked about getting this into schools. 
all the time. And, and people tell me over and over that I inspire and motivate them to take action. And then they're doing it all around me. And I realize that I'm still timidly, you know, whispering my offers. And then I need to get out there on the rooftops and declare myself open for business. So that's what I'm doing. If you've been listening to my journey and it's been resonating with you and you want to experience transformation for yourself and or your family or your school or district or classroom or clients, I am open for business. I am offering coaching. I'm accepting clients. I have a limited number of spots, but I do have spots. My accelerated transformation method, ATM, because when you tap into this, excuse the pun, the world kind of becomes your ATM, like not just for money, but like everything kind of opens up and and you see that everything is available to you and things become a lot easier. So my accelerated transformation method combines pieces of the neuro coaching model with RRT tapping to rewire the neurological pathways in your brain and upgrade your emotional coding so you can move out of the familiar past, what you've been sort of sleepwalking through, and step into the desired future you actually want. So you can click the link in the show notes to connect with me for a free 30-minute consultation call and see if this is a right fit for you or if I am a right fit for you and what type of program or structure is right fit for you. And if you're a system or school leader or classroom teacher or support staff, special education worker, and like me, you feel like this work is the missing link to true mental wellness for the grown-up brains and the little brains in your schools or families, one of my superpowers is bringing all of this together. This important work that is centered around mental wellness and passion-led learning and the system requirements and bumpers that we have around us, like curriculum, grades, report cards, and all of that kind of stuff in a simple, non-threatening, unintimidating way. So my programs and or membership, if that's a structure that speaks to you, will support you in integrating all of these things together and truly shifting the culture of your school or classroom beyond like quick fix activities and initiatives, like true transformation. So let's hop on a consultation call to discuss your specific needs and visions so we can create a program that's tailored just for you and the little brains in your life. If you've come through this year plus knowing that things cannot go back to how they were, that something or many things need to change, I would love to help. We know that if you want something in your life to change, you need to change something in your life. And the great news is that fortunately, everything starts with a thought. So all you really need to do (laughs) is change and practice a new thought and notice what happens from there. It's simple. It's not always easy, but that's what I'm here for but it's simple. So like I said, the links to connect with me are in the show notes. I am also hosting a free live masterclass around RRT tapping on Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. 
at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And the link to register for that is also in the show notes. And if you're listening to this episode after July 27th, you can still get to the recording of that through the same link. I so appreciate you. Thank you for joining me again or for the first time today. I hope to hear from you soon and see you in the masterclass. And in the meantime, if you've been enjoying this podcast, please let me know by leaving me a review. I super appreciate it. Thank you. You have been listening to the Teaching Little Brains podcast with Sarah Nicarak. Until next time, notice where you're investing your attention and energy. Notice the whispers and nudges from the universe and ask yourself, now what? Bye for now.